Hi, you're listening to Penny for Your Love, the podcast about selling sex and buying love. I'm your host in denial, sex worker and storyteller from Amsterdam. I sell fantasies in the bedroom, on the page and on the stage. If you ever wondered what it's like to be a fly on the wall as two sex workers have an intimate conversation, then you're in for a big treat. So listen up. And in this special theme episode, we will reflect on the proposed law, the VRS, also known as the Law Regulation Sex Work, since it will affect all sex workers if it were to be codified into law. The VRS is an attempt by our Dutch government to regulate sex work in the Netherlands. The VRS has had a long history and was first named the Law Regulation Prostitution. That law proposal was met with resistance from the sex work and social work community, disappeared into the civil service machinery and never made it into law. The new revamped VRS has now been making the rounds since 2019 and seemingly the Dutch government is opening the proposal up for input from a variety of parties. But so far it seems that previous rounds of feedback and input have not wielded any significant change. Therefore we want to speak with our season one guests and ask them what they know about the VRS and how it would affect their jobs. Of course there should be, there should be Regulations. I think it's a, it's a, it's a such a difficult subject, this because there's so much misconception about the whole um, sex work in general. Yeah. yeah, you know. I think I have a good idea of how it is, and I also uh, am involved uh, in things at, at PNG two nine two. So, you know, and there's also lawyers there, and you can ask social workers and find out all of the things that you need. At PNG, so if you're doing sex work in Netherlands, you should definitely check into PNG 292 and meet some of the people there. But yeah, I'm very familiar with it, and I think it's weird because it's weirdly fucked up. There's a particular Dutch style of politics where things seem very open and quite utopian in some ways, and some aspects of the way that it works are great, but I think there are some that are extremely problematic, and the fact that it's legalized but not decriminalized is a huge problem and i think actually people need to realize in general that legalization is not um, the same as decriminalization and the way that sex work is regulated and legalized in the netherlands it's still very much integrated with the criminal framework and migration framework and immigration and all of those kinds of aspects and that never works out for the benefit and the protection of sex workers. So just because you live in a country where it's legalized, that doesn't mean that it's good uh, working conditions for sex workers. Yeah, so for me, I think there's still a lot to do. And I think it's kind of concerning that discussions seem to be going in a different direction. You know, the best thing for these situations, as always, we, we say it all the time, ask the people who do the particular job. The same way I cannot tell you specifically about the windows. I've never worked in a window, but someone who works at the windows can tell you what they want, what they don't want, and how they want to work. You cannot compare the, the, the girls behind the windows with you being at home, from, working from your apartment. Oh, yeah. You know, so... So in a way that it should be... It shouldn't be one law, one size fits all kind of thing, you mean? Well, you have to, you have to get something like that, yeah, yeah. Because sex work is sex work. I always hear people about uh, talk about the uh, sex workers that are in the windows, for example, or in the clubs, 
but I never hear anybody talk about, for example, the gay sex workers on online. And I think for a gay men, that is the first source of sex work, mm -hmm. e either doing it or getting it. And this always seemed to be overlooked. And no, I'm not saying that I want that regulated because I think for a lot of people, this is going just fine the way it is. But I do find, find it a, a bit telling that they only want to criminalize the sex work of women and not that of men because they never talk about the men in sex mm -hmm. work. So I'm like, oh yeah, maybe you're not against sex work. Maybe you're just misogynistic. The image is always the woman yeah, sex. Yeah, and this is of course of put in our head by, by society and you've been- Completely, yeah. You know, it's not your fault that you think this, but as a lawmaker, you should think about this yeah, because yeah. that's your fucking job. Yeah, and at least when you're approached with it, you should like, yeah. Yeah. Include it in legislation and yeah. Exactly, but I think just like the anti-abortion, it's just about policing women's body and not really yeah. anybody, so to say. Yeah. The real sex workers are not in the windows are the ones that are in internet, that they are not paying taxes and they are taking the money out at their way you find out when the police got them in the airport. But till that moment, they already flew the money in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I don't want to talk because it is true. So we have to be realistic about it. Do not persecute the worker that it is paying you the taxes for so many years that it is contributing to fight against human trafficking that put the face to the society and we are proud of what we do and how we do it i've also protested against it <laughs> but why because what i've known is well the biggest problem for me is the registration that you have to do as a sex worker and that just sounds like a really bad idea because maybe now it's safe to be a sex worker, but in five years, maybe not anymore. Also, there is a, a big stigma on, on sex work. And I also, I mean, my other job is that I teach kids in high school and that doesn't really go hand in hand with being a sex worker. Of course, to me, they're completely different sides of me, but some people can't see it like that. And you were doing it in parallel when you were still doing sex work as well. Yeah, teaching. yeah, yeah. But I do not know so much because I'm not really in any organization. I don't feel a part of, maybe not even, I don't even feel really a part of the sex work community because it's so solo that what I do. And I, I do have faith, maybe it's, it's not correct, but I do have faith in organizations like the PIC or PG292. Yeah. They have very good people that know a lot about this and can lobby way better than me. And if they need, people to be at the demonstration, I will be there, but I don't know the ins and outs. I know I'm against it, probably. <laughs> it's really problematic how much financial power and influence is behind promoting the Swedish model, which is about criminalizing clients. And I'd, luckily, I don't think that would ever be able to pass in the Netherlands because they've had so many years of uh, s s supposed success with the yeah. situation that they have here that it would be quite difficult to wind that back I think at that point at this point from a humanitarian perspective as well um, because people are, are registered and working and in this kind of ZZ payer uh, system already so to kind of turn around and, and not allow people the right to do that work anymore would be a kind of slightly human rights-ish violation issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it would be kind of difficult to go in that direction. But there is discussions in um, 
Christian parties around the Swedish model and it Or absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah and it absolutely there's plenty and plenty of evidence that it doesn't do any good at all it makes the situation more dangerous um, and you're not saving anybody by criminalizing climate yes. yeah so I mean I would have a, a vision of uh, decriminalization of sex work in Netherlands and I hope that's something which uh, will happen yeah Why now? It, we are working more than two decades over there and they never care about it. Now it's kind of new regulation, new law to protect us. But why they don't really find a real uh, problem? We all are uh, self-standing, you know, especially the trans ladies. There is no one who is behind to pick up the money or a PIM or something like that. But uh, And I'm, I'm sure there are many of the girls who work in here, they work for the, their own choice. But there are other things actually we need as sex workers. Not this, this is kind of waste of time. For example, why they don't care about that when, when we are going to the bank to ask for a hypothèque yeah. or mortgage? We don't get it because our job is not a real job, but we pay in taxes. Yeah. Or when we supposed to get some kind of uh, Uh, extra uh, healthcare, we don't have to do it because, okay, luckily I have a female name or in my passport, but some others or respect for how you look, not for the document you show, because it's very uncomfortable for some ladies. They don't have the name as the way they want to be called. Yeah. And they call really is, is, I think if you see a document, you see the person, you has kind of human side, to make it feel, you know, the way she is. But there are some people, especially uh, when you go to hospitals, they say, yeah, but we have to call you like the passport. That's very unkind and human because you put the, pos the person in the position that everybody's looking, oh, who's that? Yeah. Those other things that I think is more important than this human trafficking that actually doesn't exist. They yeah. put the attention and the money in the wrong project. Yeah. For me, it's bullshit. You know, like the trafficking, I get It's like, if there's nothing else you can do, why are you going to give me a, a job with a better salary? Because then I'll take it, but you're not. So shut the fuck up. I'll do whatever I want, really. It's like, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's, I think it's good to prevent trafficking. I don't, I don't want to go there. You know, there's a dark side of sex work, yeah. which I have not encountered personally. I was lucky enough. I cannot go there, but I'm sure there's victims that could talk about that can give, you know, the right advice on that. But why are you going to do it? Reduce poverty if you want. It's fine. Like if you want to pay me more money to do another job, I will. But I'm not going to go and work for like 11 euros an hour. I'm not. When it's going to be awful, when it's going to be reality. But there are so many things they didn't think about and they don't talk to sex workers about it or they don't get into the field and uh, ask how it would be if that certain rule or that bill comes in. So um, we need full decriminalization. That's it, like Belgium now does. That's a good example. And uh, the Nordic model is of course awful. We all know that. Everyone knows it, Amnesty knows it. They always say, uh, what if your daughter does this and stuff like that? So, well, what if your daughter does this and she uh, is in the Nordic model? For example, with the monkeypox situation, the Netherlands has never given any priority to sex workers in that. And even with Corona as well, 
um, fair enough, there was financial support, but then there wasn't any priority with vaccine uh, provision. And, the, and I think that's because it's very difficult to actually, because they have this blurry personal services um, thing, it's like you can't actually target them. And that's very different somewhere like Germany, where you have to register and do all this thing with licensing, regular sexual health checkups and all this kind of what I actually think is quite patronizing um, kind of uh, interference in your personal life. But I think there has to be some kind of middle ground because um, sex workers offer a special, a special service and they have a, a, a lot of physical proximity with people. And I think that there needs to be a way of being able to protect and recognize and respect what they're doing and from a public health perspective that that needs to happen. But I don't think any of these proposals now are to do with this or taking care of people. They're actually to do with being able to control elements of trafficking. Will the VRS, like the regulations, affect you as someone who doesn't like meet the clients directly? Uh, no, I don't think it does. And I think maybe at some point, because I feel like they're becoming more aware. And when I say they're, it's the government. The, the government's becoming more aware of like online sex work, I guess. So I think at some point they might make more regulations for it, although I hope not. And I think it's very unlikely that they will make really uh, like tough restrictions that I don't already have because you already do have like FASTA and SESTA and everything from America. Um, so every time I log on, for example, it's kind of like what the girls have to do in the window. Every day they have to sign like, oh, I am here voluntarily and here's my passport and blah, blah, blah. I basically have to do that every time I log on. I have to click like I'm doing this voluntarily, click. Um, Nobody is forcing me, click. So there's already a lot of uh, rules that I have to live by because of America law. So I don't think that Dutch law will change much. And also, uh, I just don't think the way is going to happen. But that's very, that's just, just just me. I just don't think it's going to happen anyway. So I'm not concerned like personally. It's a very complicated uh, subject anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I've seen the way that it has developed before. And I just, I find it highly unlikely that it will happen. So I find it very difficult to actually be concerned about. But that's also a very easy thing to say for me because it will not directly affect me personally if it would def affect me personally i would probably be a lot more concerned so i understand the concern about it sex workers in the netherlands are not treated the same as other people from a legal standpoint stigma violence increasingly repressive rules and legislation along with poor access to care negatively impact the position of sex workers that is why a large group with similar interests are joining forces to fight the stigma against sex work. No fewer than 22 organizations and initiatives have jointly set up the Sex Work Alliance Destigmatization, SPOT. SPOT is an alliance of 22 organizations and initiatives working together to reduce stigma surrounding sex work. The alliance consists of 14 sex work organizations and sex work initiatives, five organizations for care and social work from the G4 and Tilburg, two human rights and health organizations, the municipality of Tilburg. Finally, for more information, visit the website and see all the amazing initiatives that are connected to SVAT. The law regulation sex work would legalize and decriminalize sex work in the Netherlands, but some points in the law proposal are considered vague, problematic or too broad by sex workers and sex worker unions and organizations. The following parts of the law proposal are cause for debate. One, a permit requirement. Two, a national registry mandatory for all sex workers. 
3. A minimum age of 21 to be able to request a sex worker's permit. 4. Assessment of a sex worker's selfhood and independence in a session with a government official. 5. Making offering of illegal sex work by third parties prohibited, also known as the PIM prohibition. Our guests have plenty of thoughts about these different points in the law proposal. To start with the 21 age range. Yeah, I started when I was 19 and I, I don't know, I felt fit to, to be a sex worker at 19. So, and if you can have sex at 18, it's illegal or even 16, why can I not have sex and get paid? Because there doesn't have to be a difference, I said position or who has the overhand or whatever. I mean, I understand where it comes from, but I don't agree with it. Also to the more you criminalize the sex worker, if somebody of 19 would have a pay date and would have had something bad going on, they don't want to go to the police because they have done something illegal themselves. And this, if you want to protect the kids or like the teenagers, then protect them in a proper way and not make them scared of going to the cops. If I had to get a, a license, then yeah, that would affect me. I do my sex work from quite a privileged position. So I think in that sense, my concerns for that are not necessarily for how it would affect me. I mean, the amount of regulation that goes into it, like, yeah, human trafficking and all this kind of stuff is to me like an uh, immigration issue. And it's like immigration policy that creates that. So the idea that, you know, you make borders extremely hard to cross and very difficult for people to negotiate like the fact that you are then also responsible for creating black markets of people trafficking and then you know you turn around and say we're going to do everything we can to stop to the trafficking of people and it's like well no you're the one that created the situation in the first place so then you can't turn around and say you're going to save us from it and I, I think at that point it just becomes nonsense doesn't it it's like you really like fake news kind of reality where somebody is actively doing one thing on one side and then turning around and saying they're saving you from it on the other side. So yeah, I think in that sense, that would be really negative. But I think what's negative for all sex workers would also be negative for me. And I think also the problem is that, yeah, at the moment, there's this kind of little loophole that you say, okay, I do offer personal services, but that also includes like amazing jobs like... Um, decorating or cleaning graves or something like this like there's an incredible list of the jobs that are included in this category of personal services and at the moment that gives you some anonymity but then i think if you're trying to do this in a labor way that's like there's a whole different question for that an amsterdam maybe would would look very different he has another point of view than the sex worker has just because of the negativity of sex. Yeah. You know? And seriously, it's a big thing because if you want to start a, a sex club or a dark room or a sauna, you can't even get a bank account. Yeah, we spoke with, you know, uh, the with Richard, we, actually, we, we, uh, we Jennifer. Inf- yeah, we invest in... I mean, banks invest in, in weapons, but, <laughs> but sex is a, is a problem, you know? Yeah. So... It's such a deeper issue because it, go- it goes into it's the beliefs very, very of the, de- of the yeah. decision makers anyway. Yeah. Even if they won't come out and say it. Exactly. But yeah. 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 It's like it reflects also society. But yeah. yeah. I don't know if. That yeah, but that's, 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 that's just a, a small part of the whole sex yeah. work thing. Exactly. They're, they're generalizing. Yeah. 
like sex is bad i mean it's so so easy to um uh, kind of derail from what's going on you're only patronizing the the sex worker like i don't think you can think for yourself that's why you i have to check it and i'm sorry but i'm an adult and if i have to have one conversation i can tell exactly what i want to tell and not the real situation if i would want that so that's also kind of bullshit in the past i always said to the girls girls think about it what was worst the pimp that usually fuck you or now that you are sex work and you pay taxes blah 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 tell me if you was not more secure with the pimp than the government because at least the pimp used to fuck you and the government no <laughs> it, it is sad uh, suddenly that you see that they come and they take the 21% I think it's too high what we pay if I would see with a friend that they are being pushed to do sex work of course I would help them already to get out of it or get them help or go to a certain information center or whatever so and why should there be a law that forces me to do that because I think everybody already would do it now they just can punish more people like hey you didn't say your friend was so it's more criminalizing again, also the people around the sex worker, which also is not a good idea because then people won't be out to their, you know, it's all, it's all about being out of who you are and stigmatization actually. Mm -hmm. When they give these uh, special laws, if you see that your neighbor is receiving men in the night, call us. This is a white card to everybody to stigmatize more, discriminate. So I get upset with you tomorrow and I will call the, the campaign and I tell all oh, this gay neighbor of mine is bringing a lot of guys in the night. Oh, it's working. But if it is a trans woman, they will never, never say, oh, she lived her sexuality in a very positive way. And no, I cannot bring more than one guy in the night because it is sex work for the neighbors. So there you see the connotations. Yeah. So not everybody lives their freedom in the same way. You are conditioning my freedom. If you'd like to learn about the VRS, podcast under my red umbrella has devoted two episodes where sex worker and jurist Nikki speaks to the CCV law specialist Rodney Hahn about the proposal. Mind you, these two episodes are in Dutch. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast yet again. We've had another lovely week and a lovely guest. A very big thank you to the SVAT, the Sex Work Alliance for Destigmatization Against Sex Work, for making this podcast possible. And we'd love it if you follow us on our socials, on Instagram, as well on Twitter. And if you have any questions or suggestions, or maybe a guest you'd like to suggest, please email us at pennyforyourlovepodcast at gmail.com. So thank you guys and see you next week.